Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstakes.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters. Welcome back to another COS Live. My name is Andrew Lush. I'm going to be your host for this episode. And of course, I am joined by Rita Peters, who's my co-host, but she's also the Senior Vice President for Legislative Affairs. Rita, it's a pleasure to be with you on this Tuesday. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be with you again, Andrew. And hey, if you're out there watching us, drop us a comment. Tell us where you're from and, you know, maybe why you're tuning in today, why you're interested in Convention of States. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And after you tell us where you're coming in from and why you're interested in Convention of States, why don't you send out a share, a rumble or a retweet wherever you're tuning in from. We need to get out the message about Article 5. This is one of the best tools that we have is sharing the news of Convention of States and Article 5, which is the secret weapon our founding fathers gave to us uh, on social media, on the various social media platforms that we are present on. So make sure that you're sharing it out there. Rita, we got a great guest lined up. I'm so excited to bring on Reagan Green. He's a young guy who comes from Patriot Academy. He recently joined Convention of States Action as the Assistant Director of the Emerging Leaders Program. We're going to get his thoughts on this Constitution Week that we are currently in, and we're just going to talk to him, him about his experience at Patriot Academy and also his experience now leading the Emerging Leaders Program with Jackson Allen. Uh, we have a brand new COS field reports. We're going to be looking at some footage from Kansas, New Jersey, and Indiana. We're going to get a behind-the-scenes look, which is always nice. We also have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with none other than COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. So we're going to go to that first. Mike, take it away. Thank you, Andrew. Another day, another great opportunity to share a little bit about Convention of States and all the cool things that are going on with us. The growth continues. We keep reaching out, and I know that you guys are going to focus a lot on our emerging leaders that have joined us, and what a great show that's going to be. Now, I'm here, of course, to talk a little Article 5 trivia, hopefully to expand your knowledge, and this I think there's going to be a lot of answers, a lot of correct answers to this quiz, to this trivia question. I happen to be wearing the, actually, I think this is called in the COS store, the Mark Meckler, because on the back there is, I don't know if you can read it here, but there is a quote from Mark. That quote from Mark is red or blue. The federal government will never vote to restrain their own power. It's a great sweatshirt, front zip. It's quite nice and comfortable to wear. I'm going to give one of these away in your size if you're the first one to answer this question. And if you're not, just go to shopconventionofstates.com. You can get this and falls in the air. I'm hearing up north that it's cooling off. It's in the 40s and 30s at night. So we have these brand new fleece COS jackets. They're really comfortable to wear. And I'd recommend either pick one of those up pick up a sweatshirt. As the air chills down, you'll love to be able to rep the COS name, start the conversations and still not freeze doing it. All right, well, here we go. You know, it's an important time right now being September because Article 5 Day was last Thursday, September 15th. And on that day in 1787, there's one particular delegate to the Philadelphia Convention 
And he stood to make a speech that led to the inclusion of Convention of States within Article 5. You probably already know there's two provisions in Article 5, one of which is the convention process. And this quiz question is two parts. You need both in order to win this cool jacket. So here we go. Are you ready? Which founding father made the speech that led to the inclusion of Convention of States in Article 5 of the Constitution? Question one. Question two. And which state did he represent? So again, which founding father made that speech that led to the inclusion of Convention of States in Article 5? And which state did he represent? I'll be back at the end of the show to give you the answer. Hopefully, it's to reveal that you won this great jacket. Otherwise, tune in and you will love hearing from Reagan and our incredible COS hosts. Back to you, Rita. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Uh, before we go to the interview with Reagan Green, let's take a look at some of the new footage coming to us from across the country. Thanks to our COS field reports in Kansas, New Jersey, and Indiana. This video, it shows you, you know, that we are operating a, a number of different strategies to reach, teach, and activate people for convention of states, whether it's knocking on doors, participating in local parades, or hosting sign, signing booths, convention of states volunteers, they're working hard to, and having fun uh, using the constitution to save the constitution. We have a, a, a video for you to enjoy. Check it out. Jim Collinsworth, State Director, Team oh, from Pittman, New Jersey. District 19. District 5. We're here supporting Sheila at this great event, the Irish Festival here in Manahawkin. And we have a great team working the table, meeting people. Jim, any thoughts? It's been a great crowd. We've got multiple station signs so far. We're in, we've still got several hours to go. We're looking for a really, really great day today.
Joining us today is Reagan Green, who is our assistant director for the Emerging Leaders Program. Reagan, it's a pleasure to have you on. I think this is the first time we've had you on here. I know we've had your dad on before. Uh, so welcome. I want to jump right into my first line of questions. You have a really unique, unique story, and that's not just how you came to Convention of States, but like it goes back all the way to your childhood. Um, so tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how what your family has been doing with Patriot Academy and its involvement in politics. How has that impacted you from a young age and how has it impacted your engagement with politics now? Yeah, so Andrew uh, basically grew up in politics uh, from a very young age. My dad was a state representative uh, here in Texas back in the early 2000s, served two terms in the House of Representatives here. And uh, after that, he uh, was moved to get involved with an organization called Wall Builders with David Barton, traveled around the country sharing his information and speaking on the biblical founding of America um, and the, the faith of the founders and just American principles and really trying to activate people to uh, get involved with the fight for freedom. And so I grew up uh, in a bus, traveling the country, uh, going to events and conferences and listening to my dad speak on things like that. And so I just from a very early age was soaking in concepts like uh, self-governance that Convention of States does so well at teaching. And so grew up in that arena. Uh, my dad founded Patriot Academy over 20 years ago. That's his organization now. And we focus on training uh, the next generation to be leaders that can stand up and take up the torch of freedom, which coincides very well with what we're doing with the ELP program now with COS that I'm a part of. And so um, when I was offered to come over to COS and help run the ELP program, it was a perfect fit. And there was really no hesitation because um, really, I feel like from the Lord, uh, my calling is mentorship and helping to develop uh, those kind of leaders. And so um, when this opportunity arose, I was like, heck yeah, I, I love this. I love COS. Uh, Mark Meckler has been a friend and a mentor of mine for a few years now. He and my dad got connected uh, through our organizations and have been doing some work together for a couple of years now. And so um, really just I, I love the mission of COS, not only trying to rein in the federal government with an Article 5 Convention of States, but also the fact that we're, we're a family and uh, we're really trying to develop just well-rounded people who know how to govern themselves. And, and when you get a body of tens of millions of people who know how to do that well, you, you have a very good chance of, of saving the nation and, and starting from ground zero and building up a kind of populace that can uh, hold up the responsibility of freedom. Um, this is something that we talk a lot about here at Patriot Academy is that freedom is not free and freedom is fragile if it's not protected. And so we need to make sure that we are building a society of self-governing people who can carry the torch of freedom responsibly and protect it well. Well, it certainly does seem like a perfect fit. And Patriot Academy, as you said, has a focus on training up young people to be engaged citizens, to fight for freedom mm -hmm. in America. And Patriot Academy has become a really close ally, as you mentioned, with Convention yeah, yeah. of States. Many of our interns have been graduates of Patriot Academy. So mm -hmm. I'm curious what's similar and what's different about Patriot Academy um, with regard to what you're doing now with helping to lead the COS mm -hmm. Emerging Leaders Program. Yeah, so probably the only stark difference uh, that, that I can say up front is just that Patriot Academy is an in-person 
um, youth training program. And I say youth is 16 to 25. That's first of all, Patriot Academy does a lot of things. Uh, that's the banner over, over many different things that we do, but, um, our youth program is called our leadership Congress. And with that, we take 16 to 25 year olds into the state Capitol here in Texas for a week. And we do a mock legislative session. Uh, they bring a bill, they act as a legislator for a week. They get to debate it and try to get that passed through, uh, committee meetings and then house floor sessions. And so we teach them the legislative process, but then all throughout the week as well, we're doing leadership training, communications training, biblical worldview training. We bring in national speakers from all different organizations to come pour into these young leaders. And so really, we're just trying to teach them how to be engaged in the political process from a biblical and Christian worldview. Because, I mean, the reality is we were our nation founded on Christian principles. And when policy does not reflect biblical principles, uh, you end up with bad policy with bad negative results over society. So we're really trying to ingrain in, into these young leaders the importance of policy from biblical worldview. Um, but there is obviously a lot of overlap between that program and the ELP program. Really, the biggest difference just being that the ELP program is a remote internship. So we're only doing things remotely, but we get all the same uh, training and foundation uh, with the ELP program, we go through servant leadership by David Kuhnert and really try to ingrain into these young leaders the importance of servant leadership and that really being the best way to lead people. Uh, we're going to be going through Patriot Academy's Constitution Alive course and getting a good foundation in the Constitution um, and a bunch of other things. So uh, there's obviously a lot of overlap, but the biggest difference just being really an in-person training and then a remote training as well. Hmm. And Reagan, you know, moreover, right now it's it's Constitution Week, and uh, on the seventeenth it was uh, uh, Constitution Day, and so this is the time where we really celebrate and cherish the Constitution and the the survival of the Constitution. It's one of it's the oldest Constitution, um, so there's a lot to celebrate in this in that it has survived really the the test uh, of time, uh, especially when compared to other constitutions, but. When you look out into you know the the youth and the next and the generation that's upcoming right now, there seems to be a low degree of constitutional literacy, or there seems to be kind of more apathy towards the Constitution. It's looked at as just an old, dusty document; doesn't really have any relevance anymore. It's something that's kind of not as significant as it used to be. Something from a bygone era. These are some of the attitudes that we see yeah. within the youth. So. You know, you're a young person. How do you view the Constitution? I mean, I know that might be a, a silly question to ask, but how do you view the Constitution? And, you know, why is it important to reach these young people to help mm -hmm. turn their mind away from that apathy or disdain from the Constitution or the Constitution and kind of turn it back mm -hmm. towards uh, cherishing it and respecting it and trying to protect it for the next generation and for future generations? Yeah, I mean, anytime I talk to young people about this, I just ask them, you know, every year the Constitution breaks another record being the longest lasting Constitution in history. Um, we just celebrated 235 years of that. And um, when you look at an astounding record of that every year, you kind of have to ask the question, why is that? You know, it's the same with just freedom in America. You look at freedom in America and how exceptional America is. You have to ask, why is that? What is the formula that is producing such an exceptional nation? Well, when you have a constitution that breaks a record every single year, you have to ask the question, why is that? So then you go read the document. You go look into how the document was formed. Um, the, the men that wrote the document, and it truly is exceptional. I mean, 
the Constitution is, is unique to all of human history. There's there's hasn't been anything like it, and I doubt there will really ever be anything like it going forward. And so it's kind of a, a struggle in my generation in general, just appreciating history and appreciating um, the wisdom of, of old ages and, and looking back and trying to learn. Um, this is something that, that my generation struggles with. Uh, secularism preaches to my generation that, hey, you need to go just live your life and, and experience the world and make mistakes and learn on your own. And don't worry about all these older generations and everything they know. And it's like you've got a wealth of knowledge from previous generations that can pour into you. And so this is kind of just a cultural message that my generation needs to fight is that we need to be seeking the wisdom of previous generations and previous generations. Uh, documents that are still in existence and still have lived up through the battles of centuries and 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 uh cultural issues that have tried to take it down so i think you just have to look at the success of a document like this and then ask the question why is it so successful and then when you really start to dive deep into it you will see that number one i mean providence god's hand was was over the formation of this nation and that document through and through and um it has held up to the test of time. And there's really no doubt in my mind that it is worth studying, that it's worth knowing, um, because once you know and understand your rights, then you can perceive when they're being violated and say, hold up on a second, Congress shouldn't be doing these things, the Supreme Court shouldn't be doing these things, that's not in the Constitution. I, I think it's funny, Mark Meckler talks about this. If you go order the Constitution from the federal government, you will not get shipped a little pocket Constitution that probably a lot of us carry around in our pockets. You'll get shipped a, a book 10 pounds, 6,000 pages this big because it it includes every Supreme Court case ruling. And that's the Constitution in the federal government's eyes, not the original document. And so they've got a skewed perspective of the Constitution. My dad calls it the Constitution, And that's what they try to govern this nation on. So, But they get away with it because not enough people know this is actually the Constitution, and this is the purview of jurisdictions over the federal government, but they're living by this big old document over here that, that we just seem to let them get by with. And that's just ignorance. So we need to start telling young people, understand and study the original document so that you can see that they're not living and governing according to it. And then we can try to rein them in. And that's what we're doing here at COS. Our whole goal is to rein in the federal government and get them out of that constitution, shrink that big old document back down to this little one that actually exists. Absolutely. And, you know, even among the people, young people even, who do appreciate the constitution and know that it is amazing, you know, it's the best governing document that's ever been written for a people before they may appreciate it. But even among those people, I think very few people believe that the constitution actually has a bearing on their life. And the convention of States movement is demonstrating that everyday citizens can really have an impact on our systems of governance using the constitution itself, right? Article five of the constitution is what we are urging people to use to rein in the federal government. But are there strategies for engagement that you've seen in your time with COS and Patriot Academy to help people understand the relevance of the Constitution today, really to make the Constitution come alive for people? 
Yeah, well, even just that phrase, uh, come alive, uh, we have to be careful with, because when we say the Constitution uh, is alive, we we don't mean that it is, uh, or when people say the Constitution is a living, breathing document, um, the the left will mean that we can can change it and interpret it into different things, depending on how, how we interpret it. That's not what we mean. We mean that it, it is alive in the fact that it applies to your life today. Um, just the Bill of Rights. I mean, gosh, our our Bill of Rights, simple 10 rights get violated all the time. And simply the fact that people don't know what's in there, again, ignorance, they just let it happen. So in terms of engagement uh, for the younger generation, again, it, it's a it's a litany of different um cultural things that we need to shift in what we're telling our generation and change the the heart of my generation towards these kind of things. But really, I have found with Patriot Academy and, and now with COS that once you get p- young people invested in the education of these documents of, of that historical era and the founding of our nation, they really fall in love with it. And especially once their eyes are opened up to the corruption of today, um, if the last two years has not shown you the corruption of the government, I mean, I don't know what will, but once your eyes are kind of opened up to how bad things actually are and you start asking yourself like, Oh my gosh, what kind of country are my kids going to grow up in? And my grandkids going to grow up in once they start asking those questions, which you, we try to push our generation to start asking those questions. um, They find it very important to go back and understand the founding, understand, understand our, our governing documents because those are the documents that are standing between our freedoms and a tyrannical government and a complete uh, overreach of government jurisdictions, which is happening too much. But um, that's what I find when I talk to my, my generation is I really just try to push them to to wake up to what is going on in the culture, because that's another thing. Um, apathy is running rampant in my generation. Apathy is running rampant in the church. We don't have enough pastors that want to preach on uh, political issues, current events of the day, because we're too afraid of, of offending people. We have, we have too many churches that care more about putting butts in seats than they do seeing people's lives changed. And, uh, politics is just policy and, and, uh, and, and people coming together, um, figuring out how to live life. It's politics really is just figuring out how to do community is what politics is all about. But for some reason, the church, uh, for the last half century has abdicated our responsibility in, in preaching and speaking into the area of politics. And so we've, we've bred two generations now of people who think that it's not our responsibility. Politics is some far off world. And so it doesn't surprise me when I talk to young people about politics and, and they have no clue what you're talking about or they don't care at all, but um, it's unfortunate. They just have to, they have to get a little taste of government overreach and corruption um, before they finally woken up to that. And then hopefully you can use that to drive them to the importance of understanding those documents. Mm-hmm. Reagan, we have a couple more questions for you. So I want to just uh, kind of switch gears for a second and talk a little bit about your time at Convention of States. Um, so you've been familiar with Convention of States for a long time. There's been a lot of cross-pollination between Patriot Academy and Convention of States. There's been a lot of there's mm-hmm. been a partnership between the two organizations. But you came on to Convention of States. You're now the Assistant Director for the Emerging Leaders Program. You haven't been with CUS for a, a long period of time yet, mm-hmm. uh, but could you just share with the audience what your experience has been like thus far? And is there anything that has really surprised you now that you've come on board as a, a staff member here at Convention of States? 
Yeah, I mean, I've had a great experience. Um, Jackson Allen, the director of the ELP program, has actually been our governor at Patriot Academy, Texas, for three years now. So he and I are good friends. We've worked together through Patriot Academy. Um, but th I think the thing that surprised me the most um, was just how much of a family this organization is. Like, I came in here expecting things to just be really um, not militaristic, but um, very political, I guess. And it is very political, but I mean, we got people celebrating birthdays, congratulating people on personal accomplishments and things. We keep up with people because we care about people. And that's what I've been, been most pleased about is the interpersonal connection between the entire organization and just how welcoming everyone was when I first came on board. I mean, I came on board and then I, I had every question answered. There were people reaching out to me, making sure I had everything set up. It was such a smooth process because you guys really care about your people um, because at the core of what you guys teach self-governance servant leadership um, people are at the core of of why we're doing what we're doing and so i was just thrilled with the process and, and couldn't be happier to be here well we are certainly thrilled to have you now if people want to learn more about patriot academy or yeah. if they want to learn more about the emerging leaders program where can they go yeah, so patriotacademy.com for all things Patriot Academy. And again, we, we do a bunch of other things other than the Leadership Congress youth program. We have constitution classes. Uh, we have uh, self-defense classes, constitutional defense courses that you can look into. So patriotacademy.com for all of that. I would encourage everyone watching, um, go sign up as a constitution coach with Patriot Academy. And you can actually host our constitution classes in your homes, in your church. You can take this education that we're providing into your community and get other people educated as well. It's all free, no strings attached. We just want to give you the information and provide the classes for you and you can go lead other people in that. And then uh, conventionofstates.com for the ELP program. Um, we are all full for, for this year's program. We're already up and running, but for next year, definitely if you're a younger person looking for an opportunity to work for an amazing organization like Convention of States and also looking for some good education and good grounding in uh, biblical worldview, check out the EOP program, man. Come on. Reagan, it's been a pleasure having you with us. We can't have, we can't wait to have you back, uh, uh in the near future and, and maybe we'll have a couple interns, uh, join yeah. you as well. That'd be great to see all of you in action, kind of, uh, answering questions and talking about the experience of the emerging leaders program. Well, we'll leave it yeah. there. Can't wait to have you back in the future. Take care, Reagan. Awesome. Thanks guys. All right, we're going to go over to Mike Ruthenberg, who has our answer for the Article 5 Trivia Giveaway. Mike, back to you. Well, I sure hope you enjoy that show. And I hope you learned a lot about the future of our nation because of the incredible leaders that we happen to have attracted into our Emerging Leader Program. And I'm sure that you'll really be enamored if you interact with any of these incredible 16 people that we have for this term, which is a, basically a school year, as I'm sure you know. Anyway, let's go back to our Article 5 trivia question, and I'll give you the answer, and hopefully we'll reveal that you had the right answer. And of course, you remember Article 5 day was last Thursday, the 15th of September. It was on that day in 1787 that one particular delegate to the Philadelphia Convention stood to make a speech that led to the inclusion of Convention of States 
within Article 5 of the Constitution, it made the second provision of Article 5. And since it's the second provision, why not have a two-part question? You need both answers to have one. The question, which founding father made the speech that led to the inclusion of Convention of States in Article 5 of the Constitution? Of course, you may know him as the father of Article 5. And which state did he represent? You probably know. Colonel George Mason, a delegate from Virginia. He's the one. Colonel Mason was a, a planter and a statesman. He is known as the father of the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution, because he was the primary author of the Virginia De Declaration of Rights. And this served the primary basis or the foundation of our incredible first 10 amendments or the Bill of Rights. Mason was also a leading author of the Virginia Constitution, which paved the way for other states to drop their own constitutions. What a statesman. Many people don't hear much about him unless Article 5 comes into the conversation because he is really the father of Article 5. He's very well known in Article 5. So there's our answer. If you didn't win, just go to shopconventionstates.com, pick up your own sweatshirt or a nice fleece jacket, and we will see you more this fall. Back to you, Andrew and Rita. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. If you're ready to take your place among the Americans who are doing whatever it takes to restore the Republic, sign up for one of the volunteer roles with COS. Go to conventionofstates.com and click the Take Action tab to get started. Uh, don't forget to also follow us on Rumble, MeWe, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Parlors, social media, and Instagram, wherever you're getting your social media buzz from, wherever you're, um, wherever you're sending out important messages through social media, make sure that you're following Convention of States as well. Then please like and share the content that you see there. You can listen to this program and other historical legacy content on our Convention of States podcast. Just search Convention of States wherever you podcast from. Also, text START to 54555. Again, that's START to 54555 if you'd like to receive important COS messages and updates. It's also a way to bypass big tech. So check out the battle cry with COS President uh, Mark Meckler on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and we'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of COS Live. Remember, if you're looking for the person who is going to save the Republic, please don't look to Washington, D.C. It's better to look in the mirror because it's going to be you that saves the Republic. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.